This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to A Real Man Wood Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host. I'm joined by my co-host from Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. What's going on, dude? How you doing? Doing all right. How about yourself, man? Not bad. I've been enjoying this Bitcoin run today. You know, it went up past 11,000, then it went back down below 10. Now it's a little bit over 10 as we're recording this podcast. I got my Bitcoin not as early as I should have. Trevor Ray, my uh, XM producer, my former XM producer, was urging me to get in when it was like 400 bucks. And man, I wish I had listened to him. I think I probably looked into it, but then I was like kind of daunted by the security and how do you buy it and all this stuff. And, uh, and I just never did. So I finally bought it at like 4600 <laughs> I bought one. But that's still good. I just wish I had listened to Trevor and gotten in uh, earlier. Yeah, no, I, I asked you recently, um, today, earlier today, if I should buy one. But obviously that just is maybe at this point that's just too late. I mean, I don't know. I mean, talk. I, it's really difficult to kind of fully grasp the whole, the whole thing. And I know it's a big unknown even for those who do fully grasp it. So I don't know, just give me your general thoughts on it. And, and, and is it still, is it too late to, to try to, to get a piece? So I think I mentioned this before in this podcast, I read a book once a friend gave it to me. It was like this trader from the twenties and thirties. He ended up committing suicide, not my friend, the trader, but it was called reminiscences of a stock operator. And he said the way he got rich is he never bought at the low and he never sold at the high. And what he meant was he never didn't buy because he wasn't buying at the absolute low and when he sold, he'd sell before it hit the absolute peak because you never know when the peak is coming. He wasn't afraid to take a profit. And I think it kind of applies here. Like you didn't get in. I didn't get in when Trevor told me. I mean, some people got in in 2010. How much money do you think you would have if you put $10,000 in? I know I asked you this before. In 2010. Uh, 80 million. A billion. You'd have a, a billion. billion. Yeah. 80, okay, a billion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You'd have a billion. Yeah, so you didn't get in at the ground floor. Okay, too bad. You know, you didn't get in a year ago and it was trading at a thousand. There's this British guy I know out here who has five. He bought them for a thousand each. Bought them last year. That's worth fifty grand now. I'm jealous, no, no doubt. But just because you didn't get in at the bottom doesn't mean, you know, when he bought it at a thousand, it was ridiculous. They, they were selling for ten cents, you know, right. six years before, and so he bought for a thousand dollars. Well, now they're ten thousand. When they're selling for fifty or a hundred or a million. You'll be pretty happy you got in at 10000 if that ever happens. Nobody really knows. So the answer to your question is I don't know, but there's certainly downside to zero and upside to nobody really knows if it becomes sort of the, the cash 
of the global cash, well, then it's in the trillions, the total, not for one Bitcoin, but for the 21 million that could be in circulation. So do the math. You'd be in the millions. I tell people who are interested, buy $500 worth. Buy some amount you can afford because then you'll get super into it and then you'll know because you'll start doing the research once you have skin in the game. Right. Oh, yeah, you'll definitely. Yeah, exactly. So what, what one cost right now? What are you saying, like 10 grand? 10 grand for one. Yeah. Huh. Roughly. Yeah. I'm going to look into it for sure. So you got to, you, you got to, yeah, you got to like, there's storage issues. There's like keeping it safe. You want to download this Google Authenticator if possible because the two-factor authentication on your phone isn't really good enough. There's a lot of hacking going on. There's a lot of people trying to steal your password. You know, there's a lot of shit. So that's what that's kind of a deterrent still you know you have to deal with it you gotta you can get like a hardware wallet you know that you can hold it like off of a site on your own to secure it more but anyway the best way to get into it and i know a lot of people are bored they're like i don't want to hear about this it stresses me out kind of how heather is although i keep showing her the price and now she wishes i bought more but it's kind of like everyone's like oh i'm stressed out i don't want to i don't want to hear about this it's this crazy you know bubble this mania it doesn't make any sense if you Google a guy named Andreas Antonopoulos, Greek dude, and he has this, he has the, he does a lot of talks on YouTube, and one of them's about. Yeah, I saw tw- you. I, I watched that like twenty minute YouTube clip that you put on Twitter. Yeah, how badass is that? I mean, when you did you hear the? Did you check out the whole thing when he starts talking about how only one billion people on the planet have access to banking, and right. that this basically because you need permission, you need the bank to say, okay, you can have an account. How's your credit? Right. All this shit. This is just going to change a lot of things. It's, it's, it's big. It's really big. So it's not just a nothing. It's not just some random, oh, it's a tulip mania. By the way, the tulip mania never even happened. If you Google tulip mania Smithsonian, there's an article saying that's just all bullshit. That, that's not even something that happened. <laughs> People used to say, oh, this is the tulip mania. There was no such thing as the tulip mania. It was a very minor thing that didn't happen the way, it's, uh, the, way the apocryphal story is told. Interesting. Huh. So anyway... So that's that. Go, but I would say, look, if you're into it, some dude on XM tweeted me was like, oh, I bought it at 7,000, man. I'm enjoying this ride. I'm like, he's like, I heard you talk about it on the air on XM. I'm like, dude, first of all, I don't know where it's going. I'm not some investment guru with this shit. It could go to zero. You could lose all your money. But what I tell friends of mine, I'm like, buy like 500 bucks, whatever you can afford to lose, 200 bucks, whatever it is. Right. And then just Might as well. Yeah. And whatever now, you can afford. Exactly. Yeah. Right, a couple right. hundred bucks and then watch it for a week. It's, and, and what's going to happen is you're going to get into it and you're going to start watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts and, and learning about it. And then you'll be able to make a more informed decision. But it still won't be an informed decision because nobody knows. Right. But it'll be more informed. More informed. Right. Yeah. No, definitely. No, it looks big time. I obviously I mean. You're right, though. That's a good point you bring up. You don't necessarily like have to buy buy at the lowest to make a profit. I mean, I know that is obvious when you say it out loud, but I, I get what you're saying. Just because it's growing now, and obviously I'm late to the to the story, doesn't mean that I'm still not ahead of of where it ends up. So right. I, 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 mean, hear I bought it forty six hundred, right? Like that was pretty damn late to the party, but right. now I'm feeling pretty cool, having doubled my money in two and a half months or whatever. Right, you know, right. Like I feel good about that. Now maybe I won't be laughing in two months when it's down to zero, but it could also be worth fifty grand in two months. We don't know. I, yeah. I just think the upside is so big that you should put like some one percent of your money in it or whatever you can afford, basically. Yeah. No, I got you. I hear you. All right. So that that to me is the most important topic of the day. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, 
wasn't too great, man. I would take my ten uh, month old to urgent care the the night before Thanksgiving. He had a 101.5 fever. It wasn't, you know, horrible, but wanted to make, he was grabbing his ear, so wanted to make sure he didn't have an ear infection, and he didn't. It was just a virus, but on the way back from, from the urgent care, my four-and-a-half-year-old daughter starts projectile vomiting in the car, like, while we're driving, oh. so, and then she threw up the next day on Thanksgiving, so I, I just ran over to my, to my brother's house and, you know, for an hour or two and watch some football and brought back a whole bunch of leftovers for my sick family. So my, my wife and two kids and I, or they just stayed home all day. So, you know, it wasn't great, but whatever. Um, just watch some football and actually did really well. And um, so other, other, other than my poor sick kids, really no complaints. How about yours? You made some money this weekend? I killed it. Yeah. How much? Uh, I don't know. I did all right. I did all right. For, I, I did all right. Let's talk some numbers. What are, you, what are we talking here? For the Thanksgiving slate? Yeah. I, um, I, I, no, no. I did, uh, I did okay. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that. Well, is it's it all mo- private. I, I can't. I, it, I, I can't it, speak, so that's I can't. fine. Is it more than 1,000? It was around there. More than 2,000? No, 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 no. More than no. 500? Yeah, yeah. More than 1,500? I said it was around a thousand. I don't know how close you want me to get. Um, well, more than nine hundred. Yeah, it was about a thousand dollars on the thing. Less than eleven hundred. I mean, you don't want to answer, but we can we can give the audience an idea of yeah, what what exactly. you won. All right. Well, there you go. There's your ten, your point one Bitcoin right there. I didn't say no. I didn't say I didn't go ahead and re lose it on Sunday slate. I didn't say that. Oh, I see. Just degeneratively gambling on. Um, now I okay. So we went three and two on the in the super contest last week, and. I'm sure you knew this was coming, right? But yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but we made a couple of brilliant picks. I really appreciate your inspiring us to take both the Panthers and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Those were, you know, you, you, it was your inspiration by taking you wanted the Broncos and the Jets, and that fade worked perfect. We were two and zero on the picks that we faded you. Oh, I'm well aware. Yeah, I'm well aware, and it's just funny. And I was just watching it, especially I was rooting against our picks because I'm like, "Come on, now, what does this mean? Is this going to continue doing this?" But uh, and what was especially what was the the uh, the the Jets cover? Give me a break! Come on. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to cover on a roughing the passer that ends the game after two t- after two touchdowns, one special teams, one defense. I'll take it. No yeah, problem. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. And yeah. then the Raiders are the right side. You know, Simeon came on and, and in relief, but mm-hmm. too little, too late. Anyway, it was uh, it was interesting. I think we we can. That's a good. We we learned something last week. Let's just. Say. Yeah, we learned to fade all. You should just do all my picks. But um, yeah, three and two, so we're one game under five hundred. So we need to go on a run here. But yeah, that's pretty uh, that pretty uh, pretty pretty funny that you just went against mine and they both hit. So that's about par for the course for my against the spread picks this year. Yeah, and what I mean, what's the rule about the last fifteen thousand that we can make? Like, you can win fifteen thousand. It's just the last five weeks. Is that stuff? Yeah, start? I'll go look at the details when we get out, when we stop recording. Well, it's here. important to know because, like, if it starts this week, if it's five weeks, then that starts this week. Then these are big. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll look into the. Uh, I'll look into that and get back to you. Oh, speaking of DFS, by the way, and in, in a large sums of money. You still haven't paid. I won our. I know. Our, uh, I know. Ten bucks. I know. Oh, ten bucks. Yeah. PayPal that. Come on. I got to pay that other guy twenty bucks for the Thanksgiving too. I'm gonna deal with that. Yeah. I've just been busy, but yes, you'll get your ten. Although you're gonna actually owe me money at the end of this year, because Brandon Cooks against all those guys is a big loss for you. Yeah. No, I have Brandon Cooks in plenty of uh, places. I'm fine with that. But yeah, definitely. I mean, Hogan's not even playing. So. Yeah. So those. 
foolish bet on your part. All right, you got anything else for me? I'll, I got one uh, more. Th- oh, I talked about it last time. Don't worry about it. What do I? What do I have? Um, oh, I've, I've heard, there's like a big talk in the fantasy. I know one wants to talk about fantasy baseball right now, but I'm curious though your opinion. What you? What would you do? I'm gonna pronounce his name wrong, but Otani. How how would you do that fantasy wise? Would you make I him? I told everybody, and nobody wants to do it. But it's the. Okay, obvious... I want to hear it. Okay, all right, let's hear it. Obvious, easy, and it's the right way to do it. And all these nutless monkeys are not willing to do it. What you do is, you know, just say in the NFBC or whatever commission service, Yahoo, normally you have, like, for your pitchers, you have a drop-down. And it says, you know, it'll say P or it'll say bench or reserve, R or P, right? If he's mm-hmm. P, it means he's in your lineup. If he's R, it means he's on your bench. Create a third drop-down, a third choice that says P with hitting stats, with hitting, with H, P with H, or P and H, whatever you want to call it. And so you can set any pitcher to pitcher, reserve, or pitcher, and count your hitting stats. And then for the hitters, and, and this is only for qualifying players, National League pitchers would only be eligible, I guess, right? Or, or well, I guess they didn't, once they get to interleague, maybe the American League ones would be too, or whatever. It doesn't really matter. And then for the hitters, if somebody is eligible a pitcher because he's pitched a game or two, or whatever the criteria is, you have hitter, reserve, you know, or position, you know, Hitters sometimes qualify at multiple positions, right? So whatever positions he qualifies are, reserve, or any of those positions with the pitching stats counting. And therefore, you can play him as a hitter or a pitcher, depending on where he qualifies per the league rules, heading into your your league, and you get all his stats for that week on both, right? So Mike Trout is a five-category player. Clayton Kershaw is a four-category player. Giancarlo Stanton is a three-category player. I mean, he counts for all five, but he only helps you in three, typically. But, you know, Otani would, would be like a seven or eight category player, depending. So why not? What, what's the problem with that? Um, yeah, no, it makes sense. Most of the things I'm seeing is either it's either um, like it's either going to be you can put him in as a pitcher or put him in as like, say, utility or outfielder. And the problem with that would be weekly transi- transaction leaks. You know, that, that would be a problem. So you're saying to just go ahead and have it count as both. And the other alternative is people are, are discussing is is two players in the same league could own him. One is a hitter and one is a that's pitcher. So dumb. So, that, so dumb. Why? That's just so stupid. It's one guy, right? That's right. like saying, well, I've got Mike Trout's hitting stats, but his steals go to somebody else. Yeah, no, that's why he should be like he's valuable to his real life team because of his, uh, you know, right. ability to do both. So that's why he should be valuable to fantasy. I, I just, yeah. I just don't get. I understand it's a, it's a minor programming task to add the drop downs. Very simple, right? You can choose because people are like, well, then what about Bumgarner's hitting? I'm like, fine, make it an option that if you want to get his crappy batting average and a few extra homers, have his stats count if you want, right? If there's yeah. scrubby pitchers that you don't want their hitting to count, then leave them as pitcher only. But yeah. It, it, it seems like this. It's like people are like, well, no, that's not fair. He's going to be the most valuable player. Well, he has to be good at all that stuff, right? right. He's not going to be worth more than Kershaw. If Kershaw has got a 160 ERA and Otani has a 350, you know, it's not going to matter how many categories. It's going to matter not just it's going to help that he does all those categories, but, you know, if you're doing extreme performance in a couple categories, it's more valuable. But also people are like, oh, well, Porzingis, is, it's unfair because he's getting threes and blocks, you know, or – you know, Giannis is getting assists and steals and blocks. It's like, it's not fair. No, that, no he's, a, he's a freak. That's what makes it awesome. That means, like, I really want to have him on my team. So why shouldn't Otani be like Giannis or Porzingis, a guy who qualifies and helps you in categories that you never would have dreamed of getting from a player? 
And you have to specifically, like you said, you know, choose to do so because I always laugh when people are like, why don't I get credit for that Grand Slam Bumgarner hit? And I'm like, well, do you want credit for his 200 batting average as well? You know, the other days, you know, so I mean, I get what you're saying, ask for both. And he may end up just being like, you know, pinch hit for the pitcher in the NL, you know, a few times a week or something like that. But I get uh, in general, I agree with you. And, and because he's a unique player, you should benefit from that in fantasy terms, because just because he gets it back doesn't mean he's going to be successful at them. And same with pitching. So, yeah, exactly. If he's good then great and he should be super valuable just like he would be for his team right i mean isn't that cool that you're like okay do i take with the first pick otani trout or kershaw i mean that's yeah, a cool thing to be debating like those yeah. other guys are better but he helps me in more places and, and people would do formulas and stuff and you know if we got you know in an auction maybe he'd go for more than those guys maybe he'd go for ten dollars more so yeah i just think it's cool and i like the unknown of it he's coming from another league it would be a real variable for everyone to, have to figure out I, I just think they're trying to they're trying to fit like something really interesting into something boring. They're trying to make it boring instead of rolling with the coolness of the whole situation. I agree. It's probably not going to appease all the owners, but um, I'm with you on, on that on that strategy and how to go about it for sure. I, I like the fact that you can take that. Um, not much else for me uh, before we get to the games. Uh, I just last night I finished binging uh, Netflix's Mind Hunter. I'm into the, the serial killer genre, and especially David Fincher is like my favorite director. So I recommend that. That was a, a good I, I watched watch. the first one, and I, I couldn't get through it. That banter between him and the girl that he picks up at the bar is mm-hmm. so embarrassing. It's like it's such, it's such pandering. It's like he's this big doofus, and she's like sick burning him, everything they say. It's like so – it's like something out of like network TV sitcom. It was so bad. I wouldn't say it's that bad, but I know, I know what you're saying. But it, uh, I would say the show does take a couple episodes to uh, to st- start. Oh, fuck. oh, hold on. Can you hear me? Did you get your phone on? Did you turn your Wi-Fi on? Yeah. Did you turn it up? Oh, you didn't do anything. Ah, oh, fuck. Hold on. I can hear you, but you were like breaking up. Can you hear me clear? Is it smooth? Can you hear me fine? You're good. Yeah, you're good. All right, maybe we'll just edit that out and just try to keep going. That's just so annoying. Like this fucking internet is. A piece of shit. All right, let's keep going. Anyway, all right, anyway, I, I liked my hunter. I didn't. It's not gonna be my favorite show of the year, but I watch a lot of TV. But I'm a Fincher guy, so I, I liked it. But um, I mean, should I give it a chance? It was just the dialogue was so insultingly bad. It was like such. A, it was like out of a commercial. You know those commercials where they paint the dude as just some loser. He like the dude is trying to be cool in front of a girl, and he totally falls flat on his face, and it's just like a mockery of how much of a loser the dude is. While for Miller Lite oh, or some shit. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. that. That's the level of dialogue. I know what scene person. you're talking about. I know exactly what scene you're talking about. So I bad. Can't argue so it, bad. That scene wasn't great. Um. Anyway, what else? Um, Eli what Manning, else dude. Eli Manning. Oh yeah, you got to go off on that. Come on, I, I I have a feeling what take you have on it. Have, Let's hear it. Have you seen my Twitter feed? Um, like I said, I watch a thing. You, I, I got to go back and actually catch all of it. I'll, I'll go directly to yours. So, um, I know. I, I go ahead. I, I know exactly what side. Uh, obviously, you I, I saw one tweet I actually like sent to my wife because I thought it was funny. The one you talked about, Gene. Do <laughs> want to feel bad for someone? Feel bad for Geno Smith who lost his job by getting his jaw broken. Or he something, got punched right? in the face. He was going to start for the Jets in 2015. He was a second round pick. Yeah, he was bad when he played, but I mean, he was still pretty young. I, I know he had a. He's probably not going to be good, but doesn't matter. I mean, Eli's been bad for five years, and not just bad, really bad, and this despite getting one of the best receivers in the history of the league for his first three, four years in the league in Odell Beckham, and Eli was just never even that good when he was good. At his peak, he was like the seventh best quarterback in the NFL for like two years. His two best years, he was maybe the seventh best quarterback. 
So this guy isn't even that good. He's been bad for five years. The team's made the playoffs once and lost in the first round last year when their offense was terrible and not the reason they made the playoffs since 2011. I mean, why are people clamoring for Eli to keep the job? It's ridiculous. He should have been, should have been out of the job two years ago. And they're like, oh, how could they do that to him midseason? It's so you know, disrespectful. It doesn't show any class. The word class is apropos of nothing here. It's got nothing to do with class. You're not entitled to a job in the NFL. You're not a made guy. It's not a club. It's a meritocracy. Oh, I'm a made guy. You can't whack a made guy. No, you're not a made guy. You were good for a short while. You lived off your name and your reputation for a few years too long. And now that, you know, now it's it's over. The jig is up, man. You're, you're out. And it's long overdue. They should give Geno a couple games. If Geno's not good, which he probably won't be, then they should give Davis Webb a couple games, whether they think he's ready or not. And if he's not ready, which he probably won't be, then they should draft the quarterback with their very high pick in the draft, thanks in part to Eli's horrendous play this year. They can thank him for that. But the idea that like somehow he deserves the job because of his tenure, because of who he is or what he's done for the organization, that's, that's preposterous. You know, If Eli's career, it's not even great. If it was good and it was good, then it should stand on its merits. You know, What he actually did well is what he did, and people should appreciate that. Don't drag him along, his carcass, when he's no good, as some sort of, what, some kind of weird reward for that? I mean, the Jeter Tour, where, where Jeter played that whole extra year, batted second for the Yankees, and went around the league getting these standing ovations was pathetic. That's embarrassing. You know, no man with any dignity should accept that. Your time is up when your time is up. And, you know, just showing up. I mean, Cal Ripken, too, is embarrassing. The final year, he was terrible, probably for a couple of years. So, good riddance. I don't like Ben McAdoo. I hope he gets fired. But you know what? He made the right call here. Yeah, I mean, people obviously liked it, like Eli Manning because he's been nice in interviews and, and they love to see their their star athletes be vulnerable. You know, he nearly cried in that interview. And pe- people just like seeing a little contrition and, and vulnerability out of their, you know, otherwise star athletes. So I, I but I and I can also see the other side in the fact that their running game's terrible, their coaching's terrible, they lost their top three receivers. He's been terrible for line. five years. Isn't any good, but not yeah. This year. And also, they don't really have, like, let's see what we have in, you know, Geno Smith. I mean, I guess Davis Webb, what, what was a third-round pick? But at the same time, uh, tanking might be smart, too. And maybe they even give them a, a less of a chance of winning, although that's not even a sure thing. So I get it. And I hear you. And people do go a little bit overboard uh, as far as, like, I think it just has to do with the fact that Eli Manning is seemingly a nice guy. But um, I don't know. They, but, they suck up to people. They think that sure. people identify with the successful guy who's made $200 million and they think, oh, how unfair of them to do that to him. They, they don't care. Geno Smith, they're like, he's a joke. They're like totally savage about Geno Smith. Right. Geno Smith is a guy that was starting for an NFL team and got punched in the face. Like, talk about having your career unfairly derailed, right? That's so right. unfair, like so, such bad luck. And then Fitzpatrick, who was just a journeyman backup scrub, played well and just kept the job. And that's fine. He, he deserved the job. It's not like Geno was so good that he was, you know, that the job was owed to him either. But, I mean, the fact that people identify so strongly with Eli and not with Geno Smith, no one's like, well, you know, it's Eli's loss, but it's Geno Smith's gain, and maybe he'll do something. Maybe he'll become a good backup. Maybe he'll carve out a career. Why wouldn't you be sympathetic to him? Eli's made $200 million. Eli's won two Super Bowls. I mean, I don't know what this identification with, with the successful people that, that have it made. What, what is this feeling sorry for Eli? I, I don't understand it. I, I, I don't understand it. It's a meritocracy. If the team thinks you're done, you're done. You know, and maybe right. they're wrong. Go prove them wrong next year. I'd love to see Eli in another team. 
I don't think he's any good. He's he's been people are like oh his offensive line he lost his receivers. It's been five years. He sucked. It's not just this year. It's not just McAdoo even. Or I do like that he didn't want to just start for the sake of that streak or whatever. I mean that would have been ridiculous. Well, that's what Jeff said. But think about it, right? You you think that they're like oh it was classy of him not to like just start for the streak, but like. You, you think that's why he didn't do it, or you think it's just obviously embarrassing to go It'd out? It'd be extra like, embarrassing for sure. It'd be extra yeah. embarrassing. I mean, Wait. It, there's no, it's kind of like people said, oh, Romo was so classy last year for letting stepping aside when Dak was crushing it and saying, you know, it's his team. What other choice did he have, right? Yeah. They were going to move along, move on without him anyway. So the best thing he could do for himself selfishly was to say exactly what he said. It's, yeah, I'm okay it's, with it. It's, it's yeah. just, it's just, what you're supposed to do. And obviously Eli, same thing. Like he was benched to become some sort of clown to keep a streak alive would have been, you know, ridiculous. So he's not an idiot. Neither is Romo. So give him credit for that, I guess. But I, I would, sure. you know, I wouldn't give him any like credit beyond the obvious. Right. Okay. All right. You want to get to these games? Yeah, you want to talk about Matt Lauer, the Donald Trump retweets first, or just get to the games? We'll just talk about Matt Lauer real fast. Like Charlie Rose was like so obviously a weirdo, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> but like Matt Lauer, like I don't I don't watch those shows. But like right. those guys are such tools that I mean, I don't know. It's not that surprising to me. Like I, it's surprising to me that obviously it's always a little bit surprising, but those guys are just such tools and it's such a high paying they get paid twenty million dollars a year, such a high powered job that you figure you know, so, somehow he had to get himself in that situation and to be that hungry. And a lot of those guys are a little sociopathic, you know, so it doesn't surprise me that much. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's just what is, I guess it's, at this point, it's almost surprising when there isn't news of someone for a couple of days, you know, it's pre- pretty uh, yeah. crazy. My, my only concern is like, there are some true predators out there and it's good that they're being exposed, but I hope dudes who didn't try to kiss some girl and get, you know, the kibosh, you know, get rejected don't get thrown under the bus with like actual predators, right? Like it, you don't want it to get to the point where like, so some dude tried something and failed, but you know, he didn't force anything because there, there is a situation, there is a sense male and female, like how do they get together? Well, you usually don't ask explicit verbal permission. You think there's a vibe, you make a move. Hopefully you're correct in your assumption, but you might read it wrong. And if you read it wrong, then someone puts the kibosh on it, and then you feel stupid, and that's the end of it, right? That's what a normal person does, says, oops, I read it wrong, sorry, I'm embarrassed, and takes off. Right. I, I hope it doesn't like, get too broad, is what I'm saying. Okay. hope the predators get busted, and it doesn't spread. You know, Matt Lauer's like, locking people in his office and like, disrobing and stuff, so like, that dude seems like well over the line. But oh, I, 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 I haven't I do, seen the details yeah, yet, I know, really. I read, I read, yeah, he like, was like, closing the door, and like, he had this like, special lock on his desk, they could lock the door and disrobe, you know, and these are like people who work for him too. So like he right. was definitely over the line. You know, it's an environment where you hope they, they catch the, the bad guys and then draw a line so that it's not just this whole situation where, you know, you have to like write a, a permission letter like it's England in the 19th century or something like that. I'm seeing the secret button under his desk to, yeah, uh, to lock, lock his the door and then disrobe and then yeah. disrobe. What's up with the disrobing? Anyway, all right, I don't want to get into that. But right, yeah. what is up with the disrobing? I don't know. You know, and, <laughs> and, and, and I don't know if like if you get that kind of money, like you start becoming unrealistic about yourself and what people want to see. Yeah, I mean, what twenty five years ago, George Costanza on Seinfeld said, you know, man, all these years I've been trying to get the women's clothes off, I never thought of just taking off mine. And apparently, he was a uh, he was ahead of the game. But yeah, I don't know. This is just it's so 
bad and crazy and absurd and just I, I, no, I it, it would almost just I don't even know what could surprise us at this point. Oh, there's stuff that could surprise you. You think? Oh right. yeah, oh yeah. There's some freaks, there's some freaks out there that you probably yeah. don't even realize. Yeah. All right. Speaking speaking of freaks, uh, let's let's check out your horrible picks this week. So let's get to the games. What's the first one? What, Thursday night game. What what Cowboys? Yeah, Redskins pick them. I I got I wrote it down and pick them at Cowboys. I took the Redskins. Uh, I had a little bit of a Dallas feeling because it's contrarian. They've lost three in a row, and so who would pick them? But Redskins are better. Not gonna like bet that the Cowboys bounce back. I don't respect their coaching staff to make the adjustments. I took the Redskins. Oh, the the rare road short on a short week team. Not a short week though. It's not a short week. Oh, that's right for them. It isn't. You're right. Yep. Yep, they played on Thanksgiving. Um, I took Dallas just because I keep taking them every week and losing, and I'm a, I'd be more frustrated if I backed off them and then they covered. But I don't like this game at all, and I understand what you're saying. Washington is, is certainly seems like the better team on paper right now. Okay. Lions plus three at Ravens. Who'd you take here? This one I actually switched. Um, I do believe in Baltimore's defense, but their offense is just so, so bad. I know they have good home field advantage, but the spread is right, but... I think Detroit is is okay, and they are again have the ten day. Not only do they have the extra rest, but Baltimore just played Monday night. So, and you get the three points. So I switched this one to the Lions. I, I took the Ravens. I hear you. I hate the Ravens' offense. It's just unbearable. I mean, their passing game is so terrible. It's, it should be against the law. But I I feel like their home field advantage is legit. They have a good defense. The Lions can't really run the ball, which uh, I think is going to be necessary to to move it consistently and not make mistakes, so I laid the wood. Yeah, I don't like either of these teams. Um, I wouldn't touch that game. Yeah. All right, what's next? Niners plus three and a half at Bears. I thought the Bears was a great bet when I looked at this line. I was like, ah, oh, the Bears are going to crush them. This is great at home. Buy the Bears low. But then I saw that Jimmy Garoppolo was starting, and that makes me a little nervous because he might be good, and it could change everything for them, but I still took the Bears. Yeah, I think he is good, and, I, and it was enough for me to change my pick. Um, yeah, Beathard going into Chicago. Uh, I've definitely had the Bears penciled in. But now, no, I think Garoppolo is good. And maybe it's just as a Niner fan hoping that he's good. And obviously, he has very little, um, you know, obvious experience. But, you know, he has the highest passer rating in NFL history, minimum 90 passes. Number one, Deshaun Watson, uh, Aaron Rodgers, two, and Deshaun Watson, three. Uh, I saw that on Twitter. I forget. I wish to give credit. I forget who said that. Um, but anyway. Uh, give me the Niners plus even more than the hook with Garoppolo. Uh, he man, he looked good in the three plays he was in last week. He did. He looked like Joe Montana <laughs> for the three plays. I was I was impressed. That's why I'm nervous, but I'm yeah. sticking with the Bears. I think he could be good, and the Bears still crush them because the Bears' defense and their running game are so much better. Yeah. Vi- Vikings plus three at the Falcons. I didn't love this, but I took the Vikings. I just felt like, you know, these aren't quite even teams in my mind. I think the Vikings are a little bit better, so I took the points. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm not a huge believer in Atlanta. I think Rhodes will, will you know, defend Julio pretty well. Come up that monster game, we just won everyone all there. That's why I didn't win Sunday. I didn't have Julio in my lineup, so just a killer. But um, I'm I'm with you. I think this is about the right spread, though. I mean, what are you going to do with this? I mean, this is of course what we would have predicted the spread to be. But yeah, give me the Vikings, who my believer legit and Keenum continues to play well. Yeah, that's why everyone's like crapping on Geno Smith. Like, why would you bother giving Geno Smith the chance? I'm like, you could have easily subbed in Case Keenum for Geno a year ago in that sentence. Like, why would you bother with Case Keenum? It's like, well, Geno was playing for the Rex Ryan Jets. I mean, come on. That's not exactly a, 
You know, that, that wasn't like a good environment. That's like the Jeff Fisher Rams pretty much. I mean, give yeah. him a shot. Maybe he's okay. Maybe he's like Keenum. Patriots minus eight and a half at Bills. Who do you have here? Well, I always feel dumb betting against New England. I did last week, but that's a big spread. And Tyrod Taylor, they're competent Buffalo at home, division game. It's just a massive line for a decent team. So I held my nose and took Buffalo. I took the Pats. I just think they're rolling. Their defense is playing better. They could be tied in the end of the third quarter and cover this easily. I just took yeah. them. Yeah. Ah, no, I couldn't argue <laughs> strong that here. Their defense has gone from the worst to very, very more than, than, than competent. Yeah, they're just they're tough. They're, they're clicking on all cylinders. Okay, Broncos minus one at Dolphins. I was going to take the Dolphins, and I was like, why do I keep picking the Dolphins? It's just some bizarre thing I was doing. Trevor Simeon is as good as the Dolphins QBs. That means not very good, but probably not worse. And then the Denver defense, even without Tlaib, and even the diminished version of itself, is still better than the Dolphins defense. So I took the Broncos. Yeah, let's say Cutler starting here, and I'm basically the same exact boat as you. My original instinct said Miami, and I'm like, why? Why am I doing that? I mean, I still think Denver, as you said, solid defense. Miami is just a total mess from top to bottom. So I switched it and went with the Broncos as well. All right, Texans plus plus seven at the Titans. I mean, I I just don't – I'm not laying seven with the Titans. And the Texans no. looked okay last week. Savage was a bit more civilized in his performance. So I'm taking the points. Yeah, uh, I did as well. T- Tennessee, man, as much as I want them to be good, they just aren't. Mariota, arguably the most disappointing you know, player in the NFL this year who didn't suffer a major injury. I don't know what the deal is. Um, the defense could, who knows? Maybe the defense has a big game with turnovers, Savage, statue in the pocket. But as you said, he was confident last week. Expect a big game from Hopkins. Uh, so, yeah, I-, I took the points here in a divisional game against a team that really shouldn't be laying seven points against anyone. By the way, we have six unanimous picks this week in staff picks. So That's a lot. You know. So we're going to agree on some. Colts plus nine and a half at Jaguars. Who would you take here? I mean, I could see the defense just going crazy here. And, man, Brissett uh, was so bad last week. But that's still a big line for a team that doesn't really throw the ball. Maybe Fournette goes nuts here. But uh, I took the nine and a half in, in, in Indy. I laid the wood. I felt pretty good about it. I, I feel like this is just a game where the Jaguars kill them at home. Colts, they were scrappy for a while, but it's over for them, and I think the Jaguars are going to crush. Very well could be, yeah. I have a 27-7. to 7. All right, Buccaneers pick them at Packers. This was one of my best bets. I really like the Packers here. I thought Brett Hundley looked good against Pittsburgh. They ran the ball well against them. Their Packers defense is not good by any means, but you know whether it's Winston or Fitzpatrick, it looks like it might be Winston this week. I don't really respect the Bucs on either side of the ball, so... I took the Packers, especially, you know, it's like a Florida team going to the Green Bay. I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but I like the Packers. Yeah, so when I sent you staff picks a couple hours ago, I last second I removed other my other favorite bets of the week. I had the Packers, but I saw Winston starting, and I switched to the Garoppolo and my Niners. But my point is I was very close as well to making it one of my three, four best bets. So let's go Green Bay. And let's use them for the contest. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, hear you. And I mean, uh, uh, Hunley looked pretty good last week actually and i mean tampa bay is just a total total mess defensively exactly i I think they'll be fine i think they'll run the ball and i think uh you know winston's not even that good he's coming off a you know a big layoff coming off an injury i'm I'm not that confident in him okay chiefs chiefs minus three and a half at jets again i just don't know why the chiefs are still laying wood on the road it's you know vegas is really getting slow 
they're really slow here. You know, they had they were favored by the they were favored by ten over the Bills at home last week, which was just an absurd line. Mm-hmm. And at first, I thought, oh, maybe the line was based on Peterman playing, but then they made the switch and the line didn't move. And I was like, what's going on? Am I missing something? And of course, we weren't missing anything. The Bills won outright. The Jets, uh, you know, they're okay. They 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 really did outplay the Panthers last week. Uh, and I'll take three and a half at home. Yeah, I know. I mean, we both loved the Bills last week, used them in the Super Contest and, and hit that easily. And I'm with you here. I mean, I liked the Jets last week, though, in a similar uh, spread against the Panthers. Didn't turn out quite my way. Actually, it did because you faded me. But uh, right. I'm with you in the Jets here. I mean, I'd use this if you want to do. All right, let's put that as a possibility. Okay. Panthers, right. Panthers plus four at Saints. I didn't feel strongly about this. I took the Saints. I just felt like they're uh, – just a better team, and it's four at home. They're only getting laying one extra point. I think they're more than one point better than the Panthers on a neutral field. So I took the Saints. Mm, I did as well. Yeah, I, I, my feeling the feeling's mutual, and I, I think they'll they'll bounce back. I think they're still the the definitely the better team. Although Carolina's defense, I continue to underrate, but I'm with you. I think New Orleans in that dome um, with that running game uh, should be. How crazy is it right now that uh, Alvin Kamara is like the the highest priced. Uh, player in, in some dfs formats and and he's averaging like 12.8 touches a game or something he's it's really like, good though you saw that play right that highlight i saw it live where he he basically caught a ball that was behind them spun away yeah. from the defender that was on him and then leapt over the next defender just hurtled him and kept going for another few yards it's, it's crazy i mean they're gonna have two players from the same two running backs from the same team go in the first or maybe the top five fantasy picks next year i mean it's just unheard of yeah, I mean, I, you know, if Ingram's even on the team, that is. Right, right, obviously. Yeah. It, it doesn't work if he's not on the team, for what I said. Right, <laughs> then it's no big deal if they go in the top five. Okay. All right, Browns right. plus 14 at Chargers. Um, I am taking the Browns. I know they never cover. They always do something. But this is really two teams that know how to implode like no other. Like these two teams, it will be like an epic contest to see who's going to blow this cover. But I just think 14 is such a big line, and... The Chargers is that kind of favorite. I'm not really, I'm not really fond of taking them in that kind of spot. So give me the Browns. I lo- I got the Chargers at plus 400 to win their division before the season, and I don't believe I've burnt that ticket yet. And I, I love the way they're playing defensively. And Keenan Allen's going crazy. Your boy, Keenan Allen. Um, He's garbage. <laughs> no, but no way. This is when they disappoint. Just when you start believing in them, or, or you know, I mean, that's a big spread for a team like the Chargers to cover. So no, no, I, I comfortably took the Rams here. I'm sorry, the Browns. Yeah. The uh, it's funny. I, I made a joke because Stopa, you know, you saw him that he bet a thousand dollars at three hundred to one. I did to, yes. at the Chargers to win the Super Bowl when they were three and six, and now it's probably you get like forty to one on that same yeah. bet. And I, I said I made the joke that the char- if the Chargers make the Super Bowl, they'll make the Falcons choke look quaint from last year. Like they'll do something that is so right. beyond the pale to lose that it, it'll be so. Horrible, you know. So I was like, just just be prepared. Hopefully, he'll have hedged at that point. But uh-huh. but yeah. Well, uh-huh. well, if you think about it, that might actually be bad if he hedged the wild card round, then hedged the divisional round, then hedged the championship. You know what I mean? He's going to really be like kind of in a. Well, you got to do the math in advance and really like right. figure that you're going to win twenty grand instead of three hundred. You know, and just right. right, just do it that way. I'm looking right now in Vegas Insider. They're thirty three to one. Right, and he got them at three hundred. So right, just two weeks ago. What, what? Yeah, two weeks, right? Yeah, two weeks ago. They were three and six. Yeah, All right. Ram, Rams minus seven at Cardinals. I didn't feel strong about this, but I took the Cardinals plus uh, getting seven at home. Yeah, I took a ton of underdogs this week. Uh, I'm with you here. Uh, I 
totally believe in the Rams and um, like Cooper Cup here. Uh, but um, give me the, the home dog with seven points. Uh, Gabbard has surprisingly played okay. Yeah, Gabbard's not been that bad. Although I, I feel like I'm feeling it's the wrong play, the Cardinals. Like my yeah. mind said to take them. By the way, the Rams are going to win like 33-17, yes. I'm, I'm realizing. In my heart of hearts, I don't believe in that pick, even though I, I picked him for the column. I hear you. No, I, I wouldn't touch that game. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost willing to use the Rams in the contest just because now <laughs> I'm feeling so so sure. Like I feel like I just, I just connected with my true belief about this game in talking right. about it. Okay. All right. Giants plus seven at Raiders. I took the Giants. Geno, Eli, I don't think there's any difference. Geno's more mobile. And the Raiders don't have their, you know, Crabtree. They might not have Cooper. Derek Carr sucks. Their defense is bad. I mean, I just think this is too big, too big of a line. Yeah, this line's actually up to eight and a half and nine in some places, and I'm with you. I, I would have stuck with the Giants even if it stayed at seven. So I'm with you. Obviously, two teams struggling, but Oakland's terrible defense. And as you said, top two wideouts out. So, yeah, give me, give me the Giants. I have to travel across the country and all that, but, but I think they could keep this relatively close. Plus, Geno is awesome. That's the thing. All right. Are you rooting for them to for him to do well and for them to win, or are you rooting for a higher draft pick? I don't like, care about the pick. And I, what I, you care? Okay, so I'm not a college football guy. I don't know if there's a quarterback right. they have to get in the top three picks or not. Right? I don't know if that's the case. So, not knowing and not being sure, like I'm not rooting for them to lose. I'm not rooting for them to win. I don't really care what. The, I'm just indifferent to the outcome of their games. Uh, I would just like to see the organization make the right moves, which is to fire McAdoo. Even though he's made better decisions this year, he's gone on fourth down a lot. He gave up the play calling. He um, bench manning. But I, I think the problem with him is he just doesn't have enough vision. They're really predictable. He's not creative. I just don't think he's right for the job. So I hope they get rid of him. They move on from Eli. It looks like they've already made that decision. And they just rebuild. They still have guys like Odell Beckham, Evan Ingram, Landon Collins, JPP. You know, this is still, you know, they still have some core players that could be good. And I think if they draft the right quarterback and get the right coach, they could be fine next year. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people picked to make the playoffs this year. So, I mean, yeah, they, they do have some foundation there. Oh, Janoris Jenkins went on IR too, huh? I guess yeah. Oakland probably doesn't have a receiver well, to really take no, advantage No, Johnny of Holton will probably get like a 50-yard touchdown. Right. <laughs> Cordero Patterson. Exactly. Um, all right, what's the Sunday night game? Philly at Seattle looks like uh, five six and points. A half. Well, five I, and I, half. The number I had is five and a half, but I maybe went up to six. But I made the Seahawks my best bet. I mean – I just think, like, the Eagles are really good, but going into Seattle in a night game on the road and laying five and a half, that's just unheard of. The Seahawks are obviously aware of the spread. You know, the Eagles, I think the Eagles just be lucky to get a win, get out of there with the win and maintain the number one seed. I don't think they're going to crush at all. I think Russell Wilson's going to evade a lot of those rushers and make some plays, and uh, it's going to be a close game, kind of high scoring, and I took the Seahawks. Oh, I made them my best bet as well and said it's one of my favorite bets of the of the year. I get that they're kind of in you know, disarray defensively, some injuries and all that stuff. But at home in prime time, and they haven't been underdogs by more than a field goal at home, I don't believe, since 2012. I mean, I get the Eagles are legit. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they, they are legit, legit defensively and, and Wentz. And, and it, it is a little bit frustrating fantasy-wise. They're not putting up bigger, bigger uh, – with the big numbers, they're actually not concentrating it more, especially in the backfield. But – but, I mean, if they go into Seattle here and boat race them, you know, cover this type of spread easily, boy, that's a whole other realm there. I mean, that's we're talking real, real legit as far as historically if they're able to do that. I don't think so. Give me the points easily and let's use this game. Right. And, and the other thing is, like, you look at they blew out Dallas. Everyone was so impressed. But now we realize how bad Dallas was 
mean, San Diego just blew them out the following week, no problem. Atlanta blew them out. So the Eagles blowout doesn't look like that much anymore. The Eagles blew out the Bears, so big deal. Yeah. So I, I just, yeah, I think the Eagles are a very good team. I don't think they're like a Super Bowl champ team yet. Maybe they are, but this is really presuming a lot. So, yeah. Exactly. You worded it better than me. Yeah. I mean, maybe they are a Super Bowl champion team, but this is presuming that they are, basically. But even if you're a Super Bowl champ, you shouldn't be five and a half on the road at Seattle, even this Seattle. version of Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Steelers minus five and a half at the Bengals. It's kind of like the poor man's version of the last one. I like Cincinnati, man. I, I think like Steelers are good, but the Bengals are okay. And at home, getting five and a half, it's too much. Yeah, this their defense is is all right. Cincy and, and Big Ben on the road. I'm with you. I took I took the points. All right, cool. All right, so let's uh, let's go for our five. I like sure. the Seahawks. Obviously, we like the, the Packers. Pa- Packers. Those are locked. Yeah, I like the Bengals. I would take them. Oh yeah, I'm down with Bengals. That's fine. I would take the Rams because I just came upon it during this conversation. I would take the Jets, though. I feel a little wary of them. Actually, I feel like it might be the sucker play. Like it's yeah, it, it's so obvious that it worries me. But then again, when it was obvious last week, the Bills easily covered. So maybe the Jets. But it's going to be a popular one, I think. And then, Browns. Uh, I I like the Browns as a matter of principle, but I'm not using them as one of the five. All right, let's just do that five day because I'm I'm on board then. Let's 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 go uh, Packers, Seahawks, Bengals, Jets, and then your Rams. Okay, let's do that. All right, done. All right, cool. All, All right. right, all right, man. All right, let's let's go five and zero for once. Let's do it. I mean, if, especially if we can win this fifteen k. I would take the. I yeah. would you know. I wouldn't have taken the fifteen k before the season. I would have said no way. We're only <laughs> yeah. going for the million. But now you know what. But now I a little bit I, more evidence, a little bit more you know information. <laughs> yes. Let's uh yeah now now I'd I'd, I'd, I'd accept it. Yeah, the, begrudgingly, the, begrudgingly. The facts but, on the ground have changed since before the yes. season. All right. right. All right, man. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, later. Later. All right, later. later.